Throws to the back of the end zone, and it is your latest sports news and commentary you're listening to the tnt podcast with your hosts tyler layfield and torres finney well hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the tnt podcast and man this is a good one we're coming off of a great weekend man uh it's 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 a great one man but but man i'd be remiss i'm i'm too excited but i gotta i gotta say this is the tnt podcast i'm your co-host Tyler Layfield, joined by my co-host, Torres Finney. How's it going, Torres? What's going on, Tyler? Another day, another dollar, as we expected. We said it. How it was going? Look, look, let me tell you something. Well, look, look, not, look. not exactly how it was going to well, go. Well, exactly. we, we didn't, no, we didn't think it'd go down to the last Oof. exact millisecond of the freaking game. But we knew this game would be tough. We knew this game yeah. would challenge us. Now, granted, we didn't think it would challenge us for four quarters. I, I did not. Uh, um, you know, a lot of Georgia fans did not. I thought it would challenge us early. I wasn't even surprised. I was like, like when the score was what? It was uh, 24-21. And I was like, okay, I think we're going to go into the half 24-21. And Ohio State went down the field and scored like yeah. in like four or five plays really fast. And I'm like, I don't think they're going to score at that rate in the second half. We'll get it together. Because um, I thought, man, us being down 21 to 7 and then coming all the way back, being up 24 21, I thought, okay, so this is a little bit. I didn't think they'll score that many, but I said, okay, now we're going to get rolling. Now we'll win by double digits, like I thought. But man, that game went completely south and it went completely a different way than anybody could have ever suspected, especially a Georgia team in any Georgia sport. To You want to talk about a Georgia team doing a comeback? Nah, it's the other way around. We never come back on anybody. But, man, we that game was something to watch. It was special. It was unprecedented. Um, I'm definitely going to let Tyler give me his experience because he was there mm-hmm. live and in person, man. And that's a – oh, my gosh. I can only imagine the crowd, dude. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Let me hear it. I want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it was uh... – Early on, uh, you know, we got there for the the fan fest because uh, they always do some stuff before the game. Um, automatically, this was a you know for those of y'all that don't know, I was at the SEC championship game this year too. The, shout out to my boy Daniel uh, bringing me along with him. But um, you know, it's very similar. You know, at the same stadium before the game, they had this little fan thing you can kind of go to and spend the time. Immediately, immediately, way more people there. Do like that. This place was packed already. I'm talking about people showed up early. Uh, dude, it was freaking it, – it, dude, it was just swamped with people, dude. And I st- I looked around. I'm seeing Ohio State, Ohio State, Buckeyes, Buckeyes. You're hearing, O-H, <laughs> Okay, these these guys done showed up. You know, these yeah. these these fans have done showed up to this. I didn't quite expect that much, man. They're like that. They actually brought a lot of people, and I gained a lot of respect for Ohio State fans, man. They they were some good folks. I I got the chance to talk to a good bit of them. Um, they were happy to be there. They thought they could give us a good game. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think it could, you know, happen. I was like, y'all are the one team, you know, just just stating what me and you said on this show. They're the one team I did not want to have to play, you know. But here we are. Um, but they, you know, they were happy to be there. They were very polite, very nice. I didn't have give me, give me a percentage on 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 uh, Georgia to Ohio State fans. Shoot, man, it was close to where I was. Ratio. It was it was mainly Georgia, and it's crazy because you you hear of the chants and stuff they do. 
but I've never been there to experience, you know, I've seen the, you know, I've seen the band and all that, you know, the guy that comes out, you know, high stepping and yeah. doing a little back bend and all that was cool seeing, but they do this one thing and they, it'll tell you a little bit about how many people's there. One end of the end zone will go, Oh, then the side of the field will go H then the other end zone. Ah, and then the other side. Oh, and they just go around doing that. And the more they did it, I'm just like, they're starting to gain momentum, bro. You know, like I was, I was like, you know, yes. during a oh, break man. or something, they would start doing it. I'm just like, oh god, we need to shut this up quick. But it'll, <laughs> it'll tell you, you know, there was there was of course, you know, one side of the field that was more Ohio State fans and Georgia fans, and then the vice versa. But even in the midst of the Georgia fans, there was still a good bit. It was about, I'm telling you, it was close to about 50 50. If not, it was close to it, man. It it was it was tight. Jeez, yeah, Boy, the place was electric. Somebody- it, it was electric. You know, they had their chance. You know, you had the Georgia fans walking around. Who's that coming down the track? Not doing all that. Yeah, I love that. Hey, I love yeah, that chat now. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we were getting it going, and uh, it, it was cool. Uh, you know, had our seats, you know, um, and Georgia, you know, it was it was just electric. Place was packed. I'm talking about it was, it was freaking, you know, way more loud than the SEC championship game. Both sides, when both teams were on defense, you know, I think we got a little louder, but I'm biased. And, of course, I was actually in the midst of the Georgia fans. So, to me, it sounded like we were louder. But, I mean, even on the broadcast, I've watched some some highlights since. Um, man, you can you can hear it. I've talked about uh, – I think it was that last drive we had where Stetson drove him down the field for uh, the game-winning uh, touchdown. You go back and listen to it. It's just, oh, you know, all in the background. You know, it sounds like a soccer stadium or something like that with how loud it was. But man, it was electric. It was electric the whole time. Um, it, it was it was something crazy, bro. But uh, you know, there's some stuff you miss when you're not there. Of course, you know when that. Um, I mean, just taking you through it. You know, early on, you know, it was it was just good going on, and um, you know that of course at the half, you know them driving down and you know getting that touchdown late. That kind of hurt. That was big. That was yeah, big. I was, I, like, that, that, I was like that had me worried because. Like I just said, when they took that lead, 24-21, I, I was like, okay, you know, we were just down 21-7. to yeah. You know, we went on a 17-0 run. We got the lead. I think we're going to settle down. Defense is going to play. But, bro, we – um, man, uh, they, them boys just went right back. And look, I know people talk about Keely Ringo being a first-round draft pick. Bro, I'm sorry, man. Look, look. He gonna have to prove me wrong like he did, like Stetson did. Like, <laughs> bro, this man, every time a big time wide receiver, now granted, that's the reason why they're the elite receivers, though. That's yeah. the reason why they're the big time wide receivers. This man can't cover. Not, oh my goodness. Not not totally true. Not totally true. I'll say this. Now, Harrison Jr. did give him, but go back to go back to Tennessee. Go back to that Tennessee game. Jalen Hyatt, who could arguably end up working his way into a first-round pick. You know, he was the Boletnikoff winner this year, uh, yeah. right? He didn't do anything that game. And Keeley actually had an interception covering him. I'm not going to sit here and baby him, and I'm not going to talk him up. I mean, I think I've been on record on this show actually saying that I think Keeley is more of a safety than a corner. I can see um, that, the yes. Thing, the thing that, that – but he don't want to play safety. And when a guy of his athleticism, you know, with with the way the transfer portal works and everything, I think some stuff has had to have been said in the back, in the background, you know, but behind the scenes, you're going to, all right, you know, it's either I play this or I'm leaving kind of thing. I think that's, it's this is one of those situations, I mean, this is all hearsay, but I, I honestly think that Kirby even knows it too, that he could probably be a great safety if you put him back there, but it's his 
the thing that's going to get him drafted is his physical traits, his, char- his characteristics. The dude is 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 ridiculously fast. He's got a big build. He's strong. Um, his cover skills are not the best, but I'm talking about just athletically and physically gifted. He's up there with the best. He is top percentile when it comes to that thing. And what's well, I agree with you. behind is going to be that doggone combine. I've been having a little conversation, a little get back and forth with Kiever this um, this evening when it comes to uh, – the, uh, some Nick Saban comments about combine guys staying and playing in the bowl games instead of opting out. Um, he agrees with Nick Saban that players should stay. I said, just leave it up to the player because we've seen in the past where combine guys, guys go into the combine and skip and opt out and it ends up actually benefiting them. You know, the combine it does. It benefits. higher than you're supposed to. And I think he's one of those sure. guys. I agree with you. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I did not think, uh, what's the boy that went to Jaguars last year? Um, I can't think of his name. Um, Travion Walker. Yeah, uh, Travion Walker. Walker, I mean, when he went, I did not think he was the number one overall draft pick. I knew he would be good, but I think because of what his combine numbers were able to do, that that benefited him. But, look, to me, Keely Ringo, like you say, he might be a really good – I mean, he is really good athletically, you know, like we always talk, the intangibles, the things you can't teach. Yeah. The stuff you can't teach, he got to, the, like you say, the top 1%. Yeah. But – when you're going against these elite guys, when the play breaks down, the, see, this is the difference between him and a guy like, um, uh, oh my gosh, who we had two years ago in 2017, DeAndre Baker. Yeah, All right. Baker, Baker was good. Difference between him and Baker, a play could break down and Baker is still there. Yeah. Baker didn't allow a touchdown for what, almost two seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this man to me, like, I, I really like Keeley, and he look. He's the definition. He's the pure. He is the epitome. If you want to make it of a definition of what the Georgia defense has looked like this entire season, is him. It is bending to the threat to the last thread, but then they still won't break. They'll yeah. find a way. Yes, I know he gets a pick at the end of the game, and uh, in big time situation, he does. He make plays when you be like, thank God, Keeley yeah. Ringo. But it's almost up to the point, freak. Don't let it get that far, bro. <laughs> you know, but hey, that's how our defense been all year. And we talked about this on the show, you know, a lot about Georgia defense. We wasn't too confident um in our defense entirely. The defense the entire was season. always an issue. We we knew it was that. our secondary was always been an issue. It, it see this I mean, is you, the thing. You got a guy like Keeley that doesn't cover well, and then you also add on to the fact you got Kamari Laster on this other side. That's um, you know, he's he's been clocked at like a four six speed. That's not going to keep up with some of these guys, you know. Um, and then to to add on to it, you're starting a true freshman in the back in Malachi Starks. Um, yes. You know, the the bright side is you got Christopher Smith and you got Javon Bullard, who we'll get into here in a minute. But I mean, those guys are are really good. But yeah, those those lockdown corners, we don't really got that. But you know what? It's the best we got. It's the best. Yeah. We got. And best you got to play the best guys. You got to play the guys that got you there, and that that's just what it comes down to. And, and I'm and I'm and I agree with you, man. You so you have to sit here and and look at. So we try to compare this defense a lot of times to last year, and we, and we already said we can't do that. It's unfair. We already said that it's not fair. So looking at the way that this defense has played up to this point, we knew the secondary was going to be our flaw. What? See, th- this is the thing that gets me though, Tyler. Everything we said on this show multiple times. The stuff that happens in the game is, is mainly the stuff we've already seen come to fruition. What mm-hmm. did we say? If we could, we said this just last week. If we couldn't stop Marvin Harrison, we'll be in trouble. Who was the main man tearing us up, up and down that doggone field? Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Now, granted, I didn't think it would go on that long. I didn't. I did not think the game would go the way it went. But 
the stuff that Ohio State did is exactly about the stuff I expected. I was like, if Georgia can't stop this, this, and this, Ohio State gonna have a good shot at Bemis. And they showed up did. I mean, the way the game went, I I, I didn't Ohio State for the entire season because it's starting. I look, I, I'm just gonna straight up say it. A lot of Alabama fans, John Hampton, he's a teammate here, at PKP, uh, Kobe, Jacob, Matt. There's a lot of Alabama fans I talk to a lot more than I just named Gannon. Problem is, a lot of them want to sit here and make this statement that they don't think Ohio State is that good of a team. They like to utilize this bull crap. Oh, they got blown out by it's, Michigan. It's the oh, reverse, they got it's the reverse it's, jinx, my man. They don't want to see so, us win it, so they're going to talk down the competition we got so that when thank we lose, you. it's even worse. I'm it's even, thank it's you! Tell them, Tyler, because this is the thing, bro. Ohio State was the number two ranked team for nearly the – why did they make the playoffs? We, we made the statement, how are you going to be ranked number two for the whole season? You lose one game and you and the other guys in front of you lose, and, oh, that means you automatically out? No, they made it because of their entire season. Ohio State was – we made a prediction on here we thought we would see Ohio State in the national championship. That was the – we was like, if they beat Michigan, they're going to be Ohio State in Georgia. Yeah. Like, because I thought they were going to beat Michigan. And obviously, like, they didn't. The only team I worried about was Ohio State. I'm sorry. I didn't worry about what I saw with Michigan did against TCU was a little bit what I expected, you know. Like, Michigan is is so much of a fluke team, it don't even make sense, all right? It's just the way that they are. Ohio State, bro, they have the weapons. They have the team. That over – dude, those boys are good. They got the speed. I mean, oh, my gosh. As we said, the winner of this game, I feel like, was going to beat Either TCU or Michigan. Ohio State and Michigan rematch. Give me Ohio State the second time again. Yeah. Like, y'all don't understand. C.J. Stroud, these teams losing like they lost, and you think they're going to come back with a three-week layoff and just come back and be like, oh, we're going to get blown out again. That's not happening. Those boys didn't even play on championship week, so that's an extra week for them to prepare. Like, people don't think that way. Like, you cannot compare – Football games to football games. Be like, oh, well, since this team beat this team, this team's oh, sorry. I've already seen people say if Alabama would have made the playoff, they would have been in the championship, blah, 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 blah. Well, oh, okay then. Well, let's look at it this way then, all right? Well, Alabama lost to LSU and Tennessee, and look what we did. Oh, well, we had to go on the road and play those things. There's always an excuse. There's always an extra, well, we had to do this. Well, this person was out. Well, Bryce Young had practice for a week. Well, well – I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And another thing I don't want to hear anymore is Stinson Bennett, the, this doubt of constantly doubting Stinson Bennett. I've had enough of it, yeah. all right? I'm at this point. I've argued all day long with John about freaking Stinson Bennett, all right? I am sick and tired of hearing about not giving Stinson Bennett – what the heck does this man has to do? This man was down 14 points not only once but twice – also, in the fourth quarter, when the game – dude, we were down 14. We're down 14. We don't have much left. This man, 10 for 12, 180-some yards, two touchdowns. He only had two incompletions. Only two. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. As much as that come, man. It nearly 400 yards, four touchdowns. To come back in the playoff game in a game that everybody was talking and not talking down on his name. Yep. Like, what? Like, just, the, ooh, 
Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it's a common denominator. You know, I think it's a lot of Bama fans that just don't want to see him, you know, do well. That's what it seems like to me. Um, you know, a, a lot of the time, a lot of other people, they give him, you know, his, his credit where it's due. And I, at this point, if you don't if you don't respect him, I don't know when you ever will. So it's just like I'm just <coughs> ignoring it to this point. Cause, I, I agree. Because I mean, if you win two, come on, and you, you still don't get you, respect. You cement yourself as probably as, as I mean, you kind of have to give it to him. The greatest Georgia quarterback of all time. If he is. Two, oh, he is. You got is. to. And it's wild to say. It's crazy to come out of my mouth, especially looking hindsight back where I, you know, what my thinking was in the past. But it's the truth. And I mean, sure, he had his ups and downs in this game. You know, there was times. I didn't, and I, I just got to this point, man. You just have to live with with the downs. You have to live with the valleys when it comes with them, and you know you just hope that you know he's going to make up for it later. And he normally does, man. He 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 makes the the right call. He makes the right read, the right play. And my when God, some tough. somebody stitched together that last drive, and it's just it's a thing of beauty, man. Like him it driving is. down the field, you know that the hit, the the quick pass to Brock, the pass to Kiers, and then to top it all off, the hey, throw. It was that just, throw to Kiaris, bro. That throw to Kiaris over the middle. Yeah, Do you, oh, bro. Dumb. When this man, when this man has to really put it on, bro, he comes. He just lets him hang, bro. He dude, just lets him hang. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful, bro. I went with Paul Feinbaum compared him closing, closing now to the. His story is very similar to Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Okay, let me tell you something. People don't understand. When Tom Brady first got to New England, when he first started over Drew Bledsoe, very similar to how JT, I mean, Stenson started over JT Daniels. Not a soul within the New England community, very similar to Georgia, wanted him to start. Yeah. New England did not want, the fans did not want Tom Brady to start. Like, they did not like Brady. Y'all should go watch the documentary. Y'all should go back and watch all the newsletter at the time. They did not like Brady, even when Brady was winning. Oh, he ain't gonna give us no chance to do anything in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Very until until what he do? Won them the Super Bowl that year. Oh, oh, the, the tone changes. Obviously, the tone gonna change. Now all the New England fans can't do nothing with Tom Brady left. They're crying and boo-hoo baba. Like now, look at Stetson for us. Yes, Bama want to talk about oh for all these years, y'all didn't want Stetson starting. Heck no, we didn't because he wasn't proven at the time. We did know no. who did. Heck, I, I the coaches the, I didn't wanted want the sexy thing. I wanted the the set. You know, Carson Beck always got the arm. You know, I wanted something yes. like that. You, you know, sometimes it's the guy that's not the athlete. You know, that's not that's right. the, the total. You know, five star that you see that ends up being. The, it's a great story, but I mean, yeah, it's it is very story. similar to Brady because Brady. You know, he'll have games where. He starts off pretty bad, but then in the end, you know what he does? He throws a game-winning touchdown. And throws a game-winning <laughs> And we've seen him do it in the freaking, you know, that what 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 was the score again, Torres, in that 28 to 3, right? 28 to 3? Come he was on. Playing off when he came all the way back. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, pick six. Hey man, everybody was like, hey, Brady's old. He's done. He's, he's old. He's washed. He's, he's washed. Hey, guess what he doing? Driving them down. Hey, everybody told changes, bro. And I love that. You know. Cause it's funny, cause everybody was like, "Oh, you want y'all want to be Bama? Y'all y'all want this and and that." The expectations of Alabama, they were high. Okay, yeah. it's very similar to us. But now, because we're lucky, I said, "Bro, to win championships, sometimes you got to be lucky." Heck, out of one of my state championships, I got lucky. I'll give it to you. You have to be lucky sometimes. It, it, it just happens. Brady is hey, lucky. 
they've been Tom Brady they, is they, lucky. They, they've been lucky too. So I mean, they can't really talk. So I mean, tell them, tell them, gotta have luck sometimes. Come so, on now, mm-hmm. Alabama been lucky multiple times, bro. Just as much luck has happened in them, they've been lucky multiple times. Some of it, man. I'm glad we're catching some of it, but dude, dude, yeah, it this was, is an era. This is this, yeah, this is a it's fun the golden era, era. like we said, it's the golden era, brother. But you know, it it. it Definitely had its um its downs, you know, like the the when we got too cute down there toward the end zone, the little McConkey flip out that that crab, you know, it did suck. The pick sucked, you know. There was a time he threw it out to eighty, it sucked, you know. But during that time, I'm not sitting there bashing him. I'm sitting there like me neither. Uh, you know, we got to keep, we just got to keep going at. It. We got to keep chopping, as they say. And the, the fans were doing the same way. Nobody was calling for Stetson's head as much as y'all want to think that people were doing it. You might be seeing some uh, Joe Schmo, uh, Billy Bob, whatever you want to call it on Facebook, calling for Stetson's head. But dude, the fans in the stadium, I can tell you right now, there was not any um, disdain towards Stetson in those moments. Everybody was just, you got no choice but to believe, dude. And we did. And uh, man, it ended up paying off. I mean, some crucial points came in that game. Uh, definitely in the second half. Second half, you know, the third quarter, absolutely dreadful. Good God. Like, it's oh, oh it hurt my heart. Oh, I, I, was like, I was starting to just, I was starting, I, I wasn't losing hope or anything, but I was like, God, Amadi. You know, I was like, geez, you know, I was, I, I was, dude, I was, I was in, the, dude, it was such a roller coaster that game. Um, but then I already had know, my, I already had my stuff to try to think of. I was like, man, what I'm going to have to say to all these other Bama fans? Yeah. Get, Cause yeah. they show never, they show never going to pour it on. Gonna let us hear the end of it, bro. But and so we're gonna keep that same energy when it comes time. But uh, but uh, but you know the thing was uh, that second half there was a few big things that happened. Um, Of course, in the real time, um, that hit at the very end, which I was just pissed off that CJ even had the opportunity to throw that ball up, and it even had the opportunity to be a touchdown. But looking back on it, it turns out Marvin Harrison stepped out anyways, and that would have been illegal touching, but I don't even know if they were – there were some missed calls, it seems, but they weren't – I don't think they were going to call the illegal touching since he went out and came back in and went for the ball. But, yeah, I swear to God, that joker looked like it was a targeting in real time. When I saw that crap, when I saw that decapitation of Marvin Harrison uh, Jr., oh, Lord have mercy, I said, he's out. I, I Immediately, I said, he's out, but then I, I pulled out my trusty phone. I start looking through Twitter because they don't show us replays, bro. In that stadium, we don't get to see the replays like y'all do. Not even on the top, the big screen, dude. uh, It'll cut to a break. It'll it'll be showing advertisement stuff. So we're just like, play the show us the replay. Everybody's like, show us the replay. So I look it up. I'm seeing all these people that wasn't a targeting. That wasn't targeting. I hit y'all up. Was that a targeting? You know, I hit my dad. Was that targeting? No, no, no. Led with the shoulder. Led with the shoulder. Sure enough, um, they don't even make a major announcement, but we just see, um, you know, them bring the field goal unit out. All the Ohio State fans, man, it took the air out of them. Um, you know, all of a sudden, it's you know they they oh, went from, and I swear that he had to have been unconscious in that moment. That it looked like he got knocked out. The the arms got kind of stiff on that. He laid the wood. Javon Bullard laid the wood on that play, and that was huge. And he was defensive player of the game. Yes, and you know I you know you hate to be that guy that's like oh I'm glad he got out, but my God, if that joker didn't go out, I don't know how this game goes. I really don't because and you know. You could say, you know, we could still win. I don't know, but that, sure enough, he was torching us. I got to give him that. It was and torching us. He, he was torching out helped. It had to have helped at least somewhat. So he, he um, showed enough was torching us, man. It was, it was very, um, it was hurting me a little bit because we wasn't getting as much pressure as I thought we was no, going to get. No, CJ Stroud, man. Um, defense didn't come to play in that one. And that, that just, uh, shocked. That, that was the shock factor for me because I thought, Eventually, okay, our defense will come to play. 
our defense will they stop did. some of this stuff. They did. Really. And boy, they, they did not. They did have their moments. They had their moments where they stopped them. I know there was one end, uh, one time they were on their end of the field and we got a nice stop, you know, had a couple sacks. I thought I kept on saying, oh man, maybe after that sack, it'll 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 get in his head. You know, maybe after that sack. But CJ Stroud, you gotta give the dude props. Oh, without a question. Guy, a guy that has not been known to scramble to get out of the pocket and run. Good lord, he was he was he was just ripping us a new one. I know we, we weren't crazy. prepared for that. We were not prepared for that. I, I rest my case that um that we were not ready for that. We we played this game thinking CJ's gonna stand like a statue in that pocket, he's not gonna get out and run. And man, he pulled the rug right underneath us, and uh, and he did that. We weren't getting any pressure, like you said. If we just sit there, if we just let him sit there, and you know, there there's some things out there you can see all sorts of clips of them bear hugging us and things like that. And at that time, yeah, it's frustrating, but you got to hold him. They were holding. Just holds all the time, but you just got to play through it. And right. Daniel Carter That's didn't right. really show up. I don't know if there's some sickness going around because I heard Bowers was sick, you know, in that game and stuff like that. But um, that was a key play. The fourth down before the before we ended up screwing it up and having to kick the field goal because of the the lateral McConkey thing, but the play that Bowers um, got that first down, you know, levitating and getting that first down, that was huge. Everybody lost it on that one too. And then the the biggest one of the mall, in my opinion, when it's fourth down, Ohio State's in their in their own territory, fourth and short. CJ Stroud just got done running the ball. And sure enough, we see it in real time. I was like, oh, my God. You know, they, they, they handed off, you know, they snapped it to him. He ran it in. But you see the referee, you know, you know, blowing the whistle and everything, doing, you know, doing like that. I was like, oh, my God, we got the timeout off. Thank you, God. Dude, they, yes. they lost to Ohio State fan. I had one behind me. It was a worker. He was the most obnoxious dude. But he, he was cracking me up, though, because I was, you know, I was talking trash right back. But he was so shocked that they got the timeout. I was like, that was God right there, bro. That was God. That was, bro. Was so the fact that he was able – I give a lot of credit to uh, Kirby on that, but the fact that he was able to get that timeout off and in the time Ooh. spent, like, he saw it. Because, he, like he said in his press conference, I watched his whole press conference, he yeah. said he did not yeah. – um, he did not think – uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he, he had they have a certain uh, a punt formation, and they there's a certain guy that is placed in each punt formation. And he said it was a, a lot of things that was a lot of different with their punt team. And he just figured, man, you at the middle of your field is like what fourth and three, fourth and four, whatever it was yeah. is very short. Um, he took advantage of that, and with him taking advantage of that, I I, I really I I love what Kirby did, man. Yeah. I I really yeah. love what Kirby did. Yeah. So, yeah. but, but so far, look, we'll, we'll also take this into it. We'll do another one. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was a, you know, it was, it was a great game to be a part of, you know, um, yeah, the, the, my heart was like snatched out, you know, there at the end when they, when they, you know, of course, when we made the game winning drive, that was just, oh my God, I cannot tell you the feeling of us just driving down. Yeah, I was, everybody was up, bro. That whole game, just about everybody was up. We were getting loud. I was, you know, I was losing my voice. Shoot, you were losing your voice where you were at. My boy's gone. It was something else to be there, you know, (laughs) during that drive, man. It was just, you're you're on the edge of your seat that whole time. And, man, to be that clutch, to throw it to AD in the corner there and get it, it was something wild. And then the one thing you're thinking of in the back of your head, they got too much time. You know, they got too much time. I I instantly thought that. See, I was agreeing with Kurt Kurt Herbstreit because he was like, why is Georgia – you know, rushing to the line so fast, you know, on these snaps. And and they were, like, because we had completed a pass, and then we, like, we, we're rushing, trying to snap the ball off. I'm like, dude, once we got around, like, the 15-yard line, I think 15 or 14-yard line, I wanted us to, like, hey, let's score the least amount of time because I felt like 
we could score at mm-hmm. any point. I really did feel like I said, I mean, we can score at any point. Yeah. I just want to run as much time off because Ohio State, what they didn't have no more timeouts. They didn't have no more timeouts. So like I yeah. or did they have two? They had know. no, they had they I, no, they did have timeouts. They had they had, I think yeah, um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I they did they, have one or two. They had one or two. Uh, one or two. It, it was one or two. Each one of us used one early on. You know, of course, Kirby used it for the fake punt. Brian Day used it for something else. I cannot remember, but he used one. So we there was a point where we were down two each. I know that. Uh, Kirby ended up having one that he called right before to ice the kicker. I remember that, and I can't remember when the other was called. I don't remember that other one's when they yeah, were called. But, oh, yeah. I think they did use one because one of them they used, they got sacked. You remember the sack, and he called a timeout? Yeah. I think we sacked them. Yeah. We sacked CJ Stroud on the last drive. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but, but regardless, I, I did think it was a little bit too fast at first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, hindsight, you can say, oh, Kirby was right, but I felt like we should have ran a little bit more time off. Yeah. Um, and that big play he hit on us on that last drive, man, that run. Um, oh, that was devastating. I was like, look, oh. man, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Look, and I know a lot of people already are saying, like, okay, if Ohio State's doing that to Georgia, what you think TCU will do? Um, I, I think I, I, I I'm, I'm going to go, just going to go out of limb. We're going to get to it eventually. We're going to get to TCU in Michigan, um, but uh, I, I just don't see uh, Max Duggan doing that. Two, I, two I think two different quarterbacks, really. Two, and two, two different styles. We will play two, the two game. Different starts, yes. Um, and plus, a lot of people don't recognize going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Max Duggan against Michigan, he was nine for 21, one touchdown, 160-some yards, and two interceptions. Max Duggan wasn't throwing the ball that well. Mm-hmm. If people want to actually go back and look, they, they only remember the big plays. There were a lot of big plays mm-hmm. that happened for TCU, all right? That's yeah. one of the things Georgia is going to have to negate. There were a lot of big plays, yeah. but uh, TCU wasn't playing all that good, actually. It mm-hmm. was the fact – Michigan got to the one-yard line twice. Yeah. The first drop of the game, they got to the one-yard line and then punch it in. Like, you have to think about stuff like that. Yeah. You got to the one-yard line twice and didn't score at all? Yeah. That is 14 points you left out there. All right? The final score is 51-45. to 45. Like, mm-hmm. Georgia, I don't – I'm telling you, like, Georgia ain't going to yeah. make those same mistakes. Well, save, like. save that for here in a second when we get into it. I want to hear it all together here in a second, but – Wrap, wrap, let's wrap this one up. Let's put a bow on this one. Um, the only other thing, um, you know, explosive-wise before we get into the, the field goal kick uh, was the, the – I skipped over it, but the Arion Smith just freaking wide open. Like, that that thing was wild. Uh, the DB oh, falling wow. down. Yeah, Arion Smith, the guy that um, has had a lot of trouble staying on the field at Georgia just injury-wise – um, yes. but a guy that's an absolute track star when it comes to, you know, speed. We use him as that guy that takes the top off the defense. And, man, uh, he he really came in clutch this game. He was he was a big piece of why we won this game. A um, lot of lot of big plays for us with him. And he, he's a weapon that um, I, I love to have around whenever he's healthy. But going to that last drive, that that scramble from him when he drove down, when he, you know, when he ran down to that 30-yardish area, you know, you can call it 32, 31, whatever. I was like, man, dude, that was just devastating. It's like now they're in field goal range. Now they're in field goal range. You know, and all I'm thinking is they just hit one not that long ago that was in a very similar, you know, as it was right in that area too. It was just maybe a little bit further up. And I was like, man, I told Brittany, I looked up Brittany's like, why are you, why are you upset? I was like, man, that, you know, that if we're not careful, Hill, they can, they can end it on a field goal. So she's asking me for that. But the fact that what was weird to me 
And it had to have been something to do with that last kick because the last kick he had made from that kind of distance, it came off ugly. And um, it went like sideways. And we could tell it from our end. It looked weird. We thought he had missed that first one that was from that distance. Um, but, you know, of course, it ended up being, um, you know, judged as good. But, you know, it was, it was good. It was right down the middle, but it was just ugly. It was an ugly ball. But Ryan Day choosing to throw the ball. You know, he ran, I think he ran the ball that first time, lost like a yard or maybe gained a yard. It was one of those two. And then threw the ball two straight times. You know, that one that he did. almost right. picked. Keely almost That's picked right. that, that one. And then the next one where uh, we ended up getting a rush, he runs out of the pocket and just throws it away. Just an interesting choice of, of play calling when you could have had the chance to at least run the ball. Like, I, I'm just telling you right now, I think I, if I had to pick it, I would have probably played it safe. I would have ran the ball, tried to get it maybe the ball centered in the middle of the field, you know, between the hash marks. Especially if I had one more timeout. Yeah, one know? more timeout, and he just didn't do it. He just didn't do it. And then, you know, it all comes down to that last play. I'm telling everybody, pray, pray, pray. You know, I'm sitting there, I'm praying, man. I'm just like, either help us to block this or him miss it. I can't tell you that feeling, man. That that was just <laughs> something. That, dude, I instantly, as soon as they marked it no good – I went running, dude. I was uh, running. We, dude, we were hugging. Every, I was hugging all these random people, man. I was jumping around, dude. It was just, it was, it was like, it was a party, bro. And even there was, there was even a little Ohio State lady. She was just like, wow. She was just like, that was an awesome game. That's all she. That's all she said. Yeah. She wasn't upset or nothing. She was like, that was a, that was an awesome game. And I was, you know, we were just so happy that people were just, you know, throwing stuff. You know, it was, it was wild, man. It was, it was something else that, you know. Tyler, give me chills right now, bro. Yeah. I, oh yeah. my good, bro. It was something else. Everybody was bro. family, you know, right then. Like, oh, you know, you're going around hugging yeah. everybody, high-fiving everybody. The celebration was crazy, but it, man, what a game. Um, I, my only regret, my, and I told y'all this, my wife told me um, she was she was looking at getting Lakers tickets the night before. If I could have been able to witness LeBron <laughs> drop that 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 nice game, and then the night, next night, I don't know if I would have been able to um, to be breathing or alive after those two. Days. <laughs> but being able to witness that and then that that would have been a wild two days. But so much man. excitement, especially on what his 38th birthday. Yeah, you would have got a chance to see his 38th birthday. Him play on his birthday, then to get a chance yeah. to see Georgia get an opportunity to go to the national yeah. champion, bro. Heaven on earth, boy. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth for me. That's for sure. But <laughs> it was, it was, it was great. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so fortunate. I was able to go. It was, it was, it was fun, man. But, um, great game. We'll have to get into that TCU because honestly, I didn't get to watching it much of that TCU Michigan. So I'm going to listen to you on that one a lot and see what you say, and then we can give our predictions on this national championship. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll right, have guys. a break real fast, and we'll yes. come right back to the TNT podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Well, there we go. <laughs> well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second half of the TNT podcast. Um, man, you know, we just got done talking about Georgia and uh, Ohio State, man. And like I said, that was an incredible game from start to finish, one of the best games I've seen, <laughs> oh, good Lord, in a long time. Um, so now we got to get to the second half, you know, to the, the second half of, I mean, the, the other half of the national championship which would be Michigan versus uh, and TCU. Obviously, they'd be playing TCU, TCU with the winning score of 51 to 45. And what a very entertaining game. You know, a lot of we kept we said multiple times on this show that TCU was not going to be on slouch. And if anybody thought there was going to be a close game, you know, we said it, me and you both said it. I felt like Michigan was going to win like 
last second field goal going into overtime type thing, you know? And, uh, but man, we already knew like TCU was no slouch. Yeah. Like, a lot of people has to remember, um, TCU lost on the last play of the game against Kansas state. All right. A lot of these teams are not bad. We got to get done. We got to be stopping done with the SEC bias. All right. I, I hear a lot about the SEC bias. You know, I know a lot of people talk about how Alabama just beat Kansas state and, that they would have wrecked TCU and they would have wrecked Michigan and they would have wrecked oh, – like, I, I hear a lot of this stuff now, but y'all got to understand when teams have time to prepare, you it, it's a different story. There's a reason why Alabama didn't beat Cincinnati by 50. There's a reason why, like, you don't see a lot of – you see a lot of beatdowns and blowouts in the playoffs, but – and this is one of the first games you really see that, that were close, all right? This is one of the, like, the closest semifinal games you have. But majority of the time, the one and two team, they're already figured out. Most of the time, we already know who's going to the national championship. Most of, Like last year, we knew it was going to be Georgia and Alabama. This year, I thought it was going to be Georgia and Ohio State. Heck, this is one of those first times where we've seen a lot of upsets, all right? And this is one of the bigger upsets that we've seen in the college football besides what? Ohio State beating Alabama? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in 2014, like this has been one of the mm -hmm. biggest upsets. So TCU beat Michigan was really big. And I think TCU um, played a really good football game. You know, TCU did a lot of good things. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with TCU was the fact that uh, they they didn't look as good in that first half as a lot of people seem to forget. So I know a lot of people see the scoreboard, see the offensive points, see the yards. Yes, Max Duggan, going into the fourth quarter, he was 9 for 21, 162 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Now, granted, he utilized his feet a lot. Now, granted, he finished the game with, I think, was 14 for 29, 225 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. All right? They ran the ball a lot in that game. They ran all over Michigan. I mean, running. I know a lot of people saw a lot of those big plays, but go back and watch. It was a lot of runs, a lot of big runs from Max Duggan, from the running back, from Sweet. I mean, they were running all over Michigan, all right? And then with those run plays, it set up the pass. And when they, when he was throwing the ball, it's like those guys on TCU was wide open, like no DB to be around them, mainly because of how bad they was getting ran on. So TCU – I think they really dominated Michigan in the trenches. And it surprised – it really surprised me, you know. We talked about it last show that Michigan had those big, heavy office alignment. And they like they arguably had – you know, they won the award for best one. The Joe Moore – it's the second year straight them suckers have won the award and then gone on to get their tails tore up in a freaking uh, college football playoff game. Like, at some point, y'all got to either fix something with this – or something. I, I don't understand it, man. I'm I'm not I'm not worried that. I agree. Like, and what you know, what did we state? If Georgia was to have to play a Michigan, give me that matchup every single time. Yeah. Because they wasn't gonna dominate us in the trenches. TCU dominated Michigan in the trenches. All right. Especially against that D line. Now, offensive line, yes, there were times Michigan did get some good run, but Michigan was I mean, they were just tossing that thing. And we saw on multiple occasions where Michigan would get to the one-yard line and couldn't get in yeah. twice. Not once, twice. And a lot of people forget, uh, Michigan threw what? 
a pick six in that game. You know, a lot of points were like all over the place for TCU. That's the reason why, like, I I I, I look, I, I respect TCU. I think they're gonna give us a good game. They're gonna push Georgia, but I think things are gonna be a little different than what we've seen from Georgia the last two games. The last two games, Georgia has given up over 30 points. All right. I, I just don't see that happening three games in a row. Or then we're gonna be like, all right, Kirby, what you what's been going on with this defense? All right. But I give a lot of respect to TCU. TCU has proven a lot of people wrong. A lot of people said TCU didn't even deserve to be in. Oh, if TCU get in, they're going to get blown out by any other team that's in there. Mm-hmm. It was in the national championship. Now they're proving, heck, and if they beat Jordan, they surely would have proved everybody wrong. And then would have asked, it would have made you ask the question, all right, if you would have screwed TCU over just because they lost their conference championship and put them out just to put an Alabama in or put it up, it makes you wonder. You know, like, how would the committee do things now with what we, now with what we know? TCU is in a national championship, right, as the four seed. They went undefeated throughout the entire season. They have the most ranked wins out of anybody in the top – out of anybody in the country. They got the most they had, ranked um, wins. A strong schedule, too. Had a strong schedule. I know a lot of people don't respect the Big 12, but you got to respect TCU. And TCU came in, they beat Michigan, and – they beat them in a lot of ways. I didn't think they would beat them, but boy, they upset them. And I did think that game was going to be close, but TCU's in a national championship. And man, didn't we play TCU in a bowl game like years yeah. ago? It was like a, I think it was a, I have to look it up. I think it was a, um, a Rose Bowl. Really? Yeah. It was like, I, I don't know. And it, maybe not the Rose Bowl. I remember they were in a Rose Bowl when Andy Dalton was. Um, was quarterback, and I remember him winning and having the rose in his mouth. May may not have been us, though. I don't think it was us, actually. Um, TCU, GGA Bowl. Let me see here. I think this may be it. Yeah, the Liberty Bowl in 2017. So that was Kirby's year, right? Yeah, yeah. well, and I was about to bring up, and it's funny that I'm bringing this year up, but I was about to say, you know, it's funny because, you know, you're, you're talking about people being upset that like an Alabama didn't get over a TCU um, that, you know, Alabama got snubbed uh, for having two losses and all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, it's funny because we were on that same, we were, we, we got the same end of that stick one time and it was that same year. It was 2017. We got that where, um, you know, we had two losses. We lost to um, Alabama. I was at the SEC championship game when Tua went out, Hertz came in and they won the game. Amen. Yep. yep, and we lost to LSU that year, right on yep. the road. And we had lost to LSU, yep, and or I, I believe that was right. I believe it was LSU, and uh, it, was, it was LSU. It was mm-hmm. LSU, and you know that that all went down. We knew deep down. Kirby had mentioned it. You know, we had mentioned it. We were a top four team that year. We really we yeah. were. It was no doubt about. It. We were a top four team. We thought we we should be in it. But the the fact of the matter is, you had lost two games. You know, yeah. like you had you had lost two games, and it just is what it is. It don't matter how much we whined about it. It didn't know. It didn't matter how much we complained about it. We were out. It is what it is. You lost two games. You're out. It's just how it worked out. And instead of us being in there, it was a Washington. You know, it yeah. was Alabama versus freaking Washington. Yeah. Do we think we could have uh, put up a better fight? Sure. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you just had to go with it. You know, and that that's how it went down. We ended up actually going in the Liberty Bowl playing TCU. Uh, we ended up beating them 31-23. So that that's how that game worked out. And, and look, and, and that's what I try to t- explain to these guys. Like, I understand 
everybody keeps talking about the four best teams, the four best teams. Y'all got to remember, there's never been the four best teams. If we want to talk about the four best teams with only talent, the way to play on the field. Yeah, you'd have to put you'd have to put standings aside and just pick up. You have to put standings yeah. aside because the eye test will tell you differently. Yeah. Okay. Because if that's the case, Notre Dame would never make the playoffs. If you wanted to go with that. Yeah. But why do Notre Dame keep making the playoffs? For because sure. of their record. All right. Because of like even though they don't beat nobody, but they get ranked high and they go undefeated. Yep. You got no other you got no other choice. <laughs> like true. we see this all the time. Heck. Ohio State multiple times and made it in. All most most of the time for Ohio State, all they have to do, all they gotta do is beat Penn State and beat and beat Michigan. Every every once in a while, a Wisconsin to come out of nowhere or Michigan State to do something. All mm-hmm. right, mainly for Ohio State, all they gotta do is beat two teams. They beat those two teams, they make the playoffs. Same thing for Michigan. You beat those two teams, you make the playoffs. That's how it, it, the playoff thing been pretty simple for me so far. I I don't see much controversy. To me, it's not it's not no controversy. We've seen what the committee do. We see how the committee actually votes. Like the way that they vote, we it's been pretty consistent. It just people don't like accept that the way that they vote because they keep saying four best team. No, four most deserving teams. Yeah, the way really teams what it is. play this entire season, they deserve to be here. Not Alabama. I don't care if you can beat TCU. I don't care if you blew out to Kansas State. Congratulations. Boy, they surely got on their high horses. Man, we would have beat all these teams yeah. that played today in the playoff. No, the heck you wouldn't. Mm. You would have. Because the way that y'all demons were playing, let LSU with Jalen Daniels go up and down the field like that. Yeah. You know, like, come, shut up. Like, I don't think y'all had your question. chance. Yeah. I, I don't you think had your chance. Mm-hmm. Now you want to get on other people who have. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So it brings us to the point where you know you, you talked about what you think this this game might go like. Let's let's hear what your prediction is for this uh, Georgia TCU national championship. Well, you know I, I'm I'm definitely so I'm going back. All right, so I went back to really look at a lot of the things that uh, Michigan and TCU did. Okay, so I'm looking at the because I watched the whole game and it was it was crazy. All right, so the first touchdown TCU had was a 41 yard interception. All right. Then, because that was what? The reason why? Do a pick six, all right? Yeah. Then on the next drive, Michigan went all the way down the field, got to the one-yard line, then scored, all right? Max Duggan scored on that next following drive, one yard in the end zone. And I think on that la- the play before that, they had ran like a 61-yard play, a 61-yard run, all right? There were a lot of big plays for TCU. TCU had two pick sixes in this game, all right? I, I, I mean – how many teams do you see have two pick sixes? And they went up 34 to 15 on Michigan, and Michigan still had the drive, still had the ball at the end of the game, one more drive to go down and win the game. The game. JJ McCarthy did some uh, couldn't do what Stenson did in the game, like game the later tonight. Like they were able as many mistakes Michigan made, they didn't score twice at the one-yard line. They threw two pick sixes, and they still was within the game down six points with the ball with a minute to go to drive the ball down the field to win the game. Like Michigan had a really good shot to still win. So I, and I know a lot of people want to look at it in Georgia's end. Okay, man, TCU explosive, man. They're very explosive. You better watch out. You better watch out. Well, yes, 
TCU is explosive. They did have a lot of big plays. They did have that uh, Quentin Johnson that was able to just run it all over. I mean, just catching all over Michigan. Yeah, like 163 yards receiving. Yes, TCU is going to be explosive. Yes, they're going to be good. But thing with Georgia, Georgia, even though we struggled a little bit with Ohio State, I feel like Ohio State was better than, as I already stated, is better than TCU. And we stopped some things Ohio State did, and Ohio State just corrected. How many mistakes did Ohio State make? You know, Ohio State didn't have any turnovers. There was only four penalties on both sides. They let them play. Like, that was one of the most, you know, if you want to talk about, like, an evenly matched, perfect, played-out football game on both sides, like, neither side can be like, well, the freak, we didn't do this, this. I mean, yes, there's, we can make cases for either team. But basically, both teams played pretty yeah. evenly, you know. Yeah. And I felt like TCU had played so much above their heads against Michigan to the point I felt like they should have blown – they should have ran Michigan off the field when they went up 34-15. to 15. That mm -hmm. game should have been over with. Then they came back big play after big play after big – and Michigan was right there. And we know from what we've seen all season, Michigan is no throwing the high-power offense type team. They're not like that. So I feel – and we talked about this last show. I am much more confident in Georgia offense than I am in their defense. And I'm telling you, we're not going to give up 30 points like that back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back games. Three games in a row where Kirby gives up 30 points back-to-back-to-back -back -back games. Three games? you telling me Kirby going to give up 30 points in three games in a row. If he does that, it'll shock me. I will be really surprised. But I really do believe we're going to handle TCU a little bit different. I said it from the beginning. I'm going to stick by my prediction. The hardest team we're going to play is going to be Ohio State. I think we handle TCU. I think we beat them by at least 14. I know the spread is 13. Will the game be close early? Yes, it's a national championship. Guys going to play above their heads. Stop thinking everybody's going to – stop thinking everybody's going to get blown out. People got to get that out of their mind. This, this isn't – that's not real. Heck, even when LSU had that phenomenal year in 2019, they didn't even blow out Clemson like that. They were actually down 17 to seven going into the third, going into the second quarter. They were struggling that game. It's okay to struggle. It's about how you finish. So people got to get this thing out of their mind. The moment you see Stinson struggle, the moment we don't score on the first drive of the game, the moment they score on us, score on us first. Oh man, the game's over. Calm down. It's okay. I think we're going to handle TCU regardless of who scored first. I think this is where I get the chance to see how Georgia been playing all season, get a lead, establish that lead, and run out the clock. I mm. do think we'll see a more dominant win by Georgia in this game. Will the game be close? Yes. I'm not saying we're going to blow out TCU, but I do think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll single-handedly have more control of this game than what we've seen uh, last week with uh, Ohio State. So what's the, what's the score prediction? Um, I'm going to go with 31-21. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. I see you. Um, I want to try not to say this in a way that's going to get me sounding boastful in a way that the Lord's going to try to humble me in this team, but <laughs> I, but I, but I, I really feel very good about this game. I really do. Um, man, I'm, I'm already trying to get me a cigar, you know, to smoke after the, <laughs> the, the game kind of thing. I'm not trying to be, you know, I, I know that sounds real cocky, but I, I just I feel pretty good about it. I'm not going to say we're um, we're going to – I really don't want to sound too cocky because I know that sounds messed up, but I, I feel like we're going to be able to handle this one. Um, and, the, and the reason I feel that way 
um, is that we just got we just got done winning arguably one of the greatest you know college football bowl you know games of all time. It's a, it's up there, and we played piss poor. we played piss poor, dude. And as simply put, they even they even showed um, Kirby after the game in the locker room talking to the team. He said, "Man, we played awful." They said, "You know, everybody's like, yeah, we did." Yeah, you know, they all they were all. They all know they didn't play well. And there's this thing with Kirby, even um, last year, you know, after they won the Orange Bowl, he refused to get a Gatorade back because he said the job's not finished. You know, it's one of those things that this – our team has this mentality. They're not really satisfied yet. They want this last one. They want to establish that that last one to go back-to-back. They're coming off of a bad performance. I think that's the last thing that TCU wanted to see coming. I think TCU, if you're TCU, you wanted Georgia to blow them out, you know, or win this game pretty handily so that you don't have to suffer that wrath the next game. I, I think there's a bad thing coming for TCU in this game. I really do. The talent disparity is is large, and I'm not trying to crack on any of them. I do respect Duggan as a player. That dude is a baller. Um, he, he's really good, but to think that he's going to run that way on us, I, I, and I guess I do realize that C.J. Stroud just ran all over us, but like I said previously before, too, I don't think we prepared for that. I think Duggan, he – basically telegraphed it he wants to run this last game the way you're done. So you think we're going to prepare for that? I think we will. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to be able to shut that down. And once we shut that down, I think we're going to be able to um to, to get all the other pieces together. So I feel very good about our chances. I feel like our offense is going to be able to move the ball on them. I think we're going to be able to run the ball um on them. Um Stetson's going to make his plays. The defense, I think, is going to step up. Jalen Carter had the, his worst game as a Georgia Bulldog. I thought yep. this last game. I don't know what was up. I think he bounces back. I think this team with a week, you know, to to prepare, a week to rehab is going to be back. Um, I, I think we're going to do great. I think it's going to be something like 35-17. That's what, that's what I think. I'm, I'm having a feeling of that. I think we give up a couple touchdowns. You know, a field goal, that kind of thing. I think that, you know, most of those points get scored in the first half. Um, but I think we're able to um, get the lead, establish it, like you said, and run the clock out. Um, I, I do agree with you a lot on that. And I think that's something we could have done in Ohio State, really, if we wanted to. We At one point, I think we were averaging like eight yards per carry, but we just abandoned the run and we just started sticking with the passes. I don't think we need to get cute on this one, y'all. I think we can play old school Georgia football. I think, as Missouri used to say, if you remember back, um, I think it was that year. No, uh, it was Missouri. It was that same year that Mississippi State had Dak Prescott on. That that game was huge on Georgia's schedule where we went to play them and we beat the dog mess out of them. Um, or no, it wasn't Dak Prescott. It was uh, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. And they were – Yeah, yeah I remember. Yes, that's right. It was Fitzgerald, and they were talking trash. And then I think I think Missouri that game that year was the same thing. Um, or maybe this was in the rig time, but they they said we, we play old – we play old man football, old grandpa football or something like that. I think this is a time where we can play that brand of football. We can run it down the throat. We can get physical. We can win in the trenches. And I think we can grind this game out. I feel pretty good about it. I feel like um, back-to-back is in the is in the running here, man. Um, not to sound too cocky, but I, I, I really well, think that's happening. I agree with you because let me tell you something. I'm about to read some stats off of mainly for this Michigan game, okay? okay. All right. Bass Duggan ran the ball 15 times. All right. His running back. 17 times, okay? Max Duggan ran for 57 yards. He had two touchdowns. His running back ran for 150 yards, one touchdown. They ran the ball as a team 41 times at 263 yards, three touchdowns, okay? He passed 14 times. They ran 41 times compared to 14. That's a big disparity, all right? Now, yes, out of the 14 times, guess what? He completed, 
I mean, he, he completed 14 out of 29, 225 yards. You want to know what mainly of those 225 yards went to? It went to one man, Quentin Johnson. Six mm. catches for 163 yards. The next best guy he had had two catches for 34 yards. He threw the one guy the whole time. Literally, he threw the – that's why, like, I know people wanted to talk about – and I was like – when I was sitting here, like, just dissecting because I, I I was so caught up in the Georgia game, and I was and I was arguing with somebody on, on Instagram um, about TCU, and I'm like, from what I remember – TCU didn't do all that good offensively. I said the pick sixes, the mistakes. I said it was much so much my Michigan mistakes. Like from what I remember, I was like, dude, Michigan is stupid. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? I was like, why is Jim Harbaugh making those decisions? Then I go back and watch the entire highlight of the game. Like TCU had big plays, but they were warranted off of Michigan mistakes. Yeah. Pick sixes, not scoring at the one yard line. Guys wide open downfield off busted coverage. It's like I just I just don't see that happening with Georgia. And like I've already stated, I just don't see us having another bad game defensively. Like I I slick think like the way we played the second half against LSU, it hurt us a little bit. It, 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 it we we was um I think we fell off a little bit. The way we played in the first half, we didn't expect that quarterback to come in and do that. All right, CJ Stroud, he scrambled. Marvin Harrison took us over the top. We got to be mindful of Quentin Johnson. He can hurt us. Um, but, man, I think our pass rush is going to get to this guy, man. And I think we're going to be having a spy. We're going to have guys ready for him. Mm-hmm. Matt's dug in the run. I, I am – I'm prepared. I, yeah. I think George is – I think Kirby's going to be prepared, man. And yeah, I think it's going to be special, man. This is going to be special, man. And yeah. I, can, I can't wait for that game. Thanks Please so, bring that game. The Please thing- bring it. A thing that you need to keep in mind, too, we're going to be out a handful of guys, I think. I think we're going to have a couple guys. I think Darnell Washington probably is going to be out the way it looked in a boot on crutches. Um, Chaz Chambliss may be out. Some people think that's a big deal. Some people say, you know, it don't matter anyway. I know. Uh-huh. I know, Ted. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I, know, I mean, there's a lot that agree with him. Um, you know, then, you, you know, Robert Bill looked like he had a hamstring there at the end. Michael Williams went down a couple times with cramps. So uh, McConkie's still dealing with that tendonitis. God bless that man's soul. That, that joker is a dog. Um, mm. like that. But, um, I think we're going to see some young guys, uh, pop up in this. I think Michael Williams is going to continue to make a name for himself. Michael Williams just got a sack on one of the best offensive tackles. The only sack that he's allowed all season, um, this offensive tackle for Ohio State was just then against a true freshman at Georgia, Michael Williams, uh, to get C.J. Stroud. But uh, I think he's going to come into play. I think we're going to see some some other young guys step up. Uh, Jalen Walker came in play pretty well. Bear Alexander defensively. We're going to see some guys get some valuable playing time, I think, um, that's going to really help us out in the future upcoming years. So um, that that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but, yeah, that that's the score prediction for me and the, the, my prediction on how things go. I feel pretty good about it, man. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I think we're going to see some fun stuff. So I'm um, hoping we take care of business and we don't have another uh, another game that's going to give me an anxiety attack. So uh, um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, though. Um, on another note, before we end here in just a moment, uh, something did happen tonight. Uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, from the Bills, uh, we were watching the game today. He went down. I know this is a the big topic. Some people saying – should they have uh, postponed the game? Should they have kept playing the game? Torres, I know you said you had um you had an opinion. What do you think here? Um, so I don't want to sound too like yeah harsh in a way. Like 
I am very sad of what happened to DeMar Hamlin, and that was really sad. To see him, like, get up on the field after he just made the tackle, he made the play. And they, I think they said, that, like, he had cardiac arrest. Um, he's, he's struggling to breathe on his own. Like, the way he just, you know, fell mm -hmm. back, that was really sad. Um, and to see him get carried off the field, I mean, he, he had to have CPR. He was down for nine to ten minutes. Um, had to get his mother to get in and – I saw a lot of things on Twitter, okay? Yes, the your life, the, any human life is more important than a football game. And I know I saw a lot of NFL was sitting there trying to consider whether or not to postpone it. I think you should still play the game, but it'd be postponed probably like a day or two later, all right? reason why I say that is, you know, even though that is like very sad, but there are certain things like, Bit, it's just sad. They're just sad. It's sad all the way around. I'm glad. I'm glad that you know the NFL was actually had a heart to stop the game, but it, there is a lot of things on the line for that game. You know, there's a lot of things on the line for that game, and I and I know you shouldn't consider like that, those type of things over human life because it doesn't matter. None of this stuff matters. Heck, none of the, none of this stuff matters except for the life we live on this earth. That's the only thing that matters. As long as you living it right for the Lord. So, but. I think once we got him to the hospital, I would have felt like it would have been almost better off like, hey, man, you know, try to get your mind off this. But then again, people, a lot of people are going to a little differently, you know, because I would have been like, man, I maybe it probably would have been I would have been trying to play that much more harder for him. But then again, some people can't take that. Some people are like, you know, emotionally like, hey, man, that probably was my best friend and he just got hurt and he could potentially be like a long life lasting injury like that could be for the rest of his life he might not play football ever again because of what potentially happened so some people are maybe very emotionally like hurt and can't continue to play and that's very understandable and heck if the whole team say they can't play the heck the whole team can't play you have to postpone the game so i mean i, I saw i saw both points I, I like i said i could see both points on continuing to play the game and also mm -hmm. you know like postponing the game and yeah. which which they did they did postpone it and i agree with the i agree with this decision you know I definitely mean. postpone it because like nobody i mean heck nobody knows what's going on on national television you just seen a man you know hopefully everything he's in critical condition and i just read so yeah you know uh the nobody I'm saying they're saying his vitals are back to normal and he is undergoing further testing at the hospital so that sounds like okay. Some okay news, at least some goodish news. I don't know, you know, I'm not a medical professional, so I don't know um, all the lingo and all, but that that doesn't sound too bad. So I'm hoping that's at least a positive sign for us. Um, the thing that this reminded me of, and you know, I don't, I don't think you watch a whole lot of soccer, but you, uh, I think it was 2017 or so. The um, it, there was a U, it was in the UEFA. Um, tournament that, that happened it was um you know a tournament they do um he this guy christian erickson he passed out on the field and no i wasn't no 2017 i think it was 20 yeah it was 2020 it was in the euro uh cup or whatever uh but he ended up passing out on the field with four minutes left to go in the half um you know everything stopped they, they uh, went to the players of both teams and saw how they thought they went. They got consent from both teams to play. They played the final four minutes and they continued. And they played the second half, too. So this is like another situation, you know, at that time. And that's like a you know international thing 
So, I mean, you could see both sides. I, I like, I'm like you, though. I agree with, you know, um, going ahead and cutting it short. Those guys look like they were messed up emotionally, you know, from, from that. That's like your brother, you know, going down. That, that It's hard to play after that, and especially with the implications on the line with this game, you know. So, I don't know when they're going to postpone it. We'll, we'll have to see. So, but, yeah, I figured I'd bring that up here at the end. But anything else you want to talk about? No, man, you know, so far so good. You know, um, heck, I, I'm excited. Oh, Dude, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. I, I don't understand, bro. The boys find a way to win the game when you do it. Every, <laughs> look, do. I don't know, man. We actually got a legit shot at making the playoffs next week. Got to beat the Browns. That'll be a little tough game for us. But we at home. Beat the Browns. Hope the Jets beat the Dolphins, which is a big possibility because Tua is not playing against the Jets. And then, two, for sure? He's definitely not playing against them? I saw they already said it, uh, having Skylar Thompson and somebody else trying to be the starting quarterback next oh, wow. week. So, um, and if the Jets beat the Dolphins and also the Bills have to beat the Patriots, which is another, you know, depending on, like, it depends on what happens because the Bills have to win. If yeah. the Bills don't win, they won't have the number one seed. The Chiefs yeah. will. So, like, it, all those games matter. And, it can happen then. It's a possibility, and, very real possibility. And, Real big possibility, and it went from, man, I can't wait. We're going to get us a good draft pick to, man, we're actually about to make the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all right. They can happen, just make playoffs. Dude, Mike Tomlin something else, man. For real, something. for real. Well, man, it was a good show. Uh, thank you guys out there for listening in. Uh, appreciate all the support you guys give us. To continue giving support, just click in the description. You can go to our link tree. There's many different ways you can support us. Um, all the likes, the shares, the follows, the subscriptions, all that good stuff, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, continue to show that, and uh, we'll continue to pump out these shows. So with that being said, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.